Hi, this is Nyetta. Hi, this is Tiffany. And you're listening to The Help Show. Welcome back, guys, and thank you for tuning in for our second series, The Year of the Arts, Episode 5 in May, Mental Health and Motherhood, New Life. This month, The Help Show helps raise awareness about motherhood and mental health and how art can help ease depression. Does it matter if art can help with postpartum depression? Did you know, according to the National Institute of Mental Health, after childbirth, the levels of hormones, estrogen and progesterone in a woman's body quickly drop. This leads to chemical changes in her brain that may trigger mood swings. In addition, many mothers are unable to get the rest they need to fully recover from giving birth. Constant sleep deprivation can lead to physical discomfort and exhaustion, which can contribute to the symptoms of postpartum depression. Also, did you know According to postpartumdepression.org, approximately 70% to 80% of women will experience postpartum depression and its other subtypes of depression. It is estimated that the reported rate of clinical postpartum depression among women is between 10% and 20% of all live births, and approximately 4 million live births occurring each year in the United States. This equates to approximately 600,000 individuals postpartum depression diagnosis. Hey guys, this month's podcast is sponsored by Restore Right, Augustine Insurance, and Auckland Research Associates. Happy May. Yay. Well, end of May, but it was a good month. It was a really, really great month. Very great month. So this month, um, I'm really, really enjoying. Um, I'm learning a lot, but this month learning about postpartum depression and you know what I think and what you think, I have learned a lot. And so me, honestly, I don't know physically what postpartum is because um, I don't have any children, you know, not pregnant. And so I couldn't tell you what it feels like. I know what depression feels like, mm-hmm. but I don't know if there's a difference between postpartum depression and depression. Well, yeah, and and uh, it's good that you know the media has given it some light in the last few years. But um, unless you like have a history or you know are educated in mental health, like most people don't know what that is. You know, growing up, it was called like the baby blues, but even that is considered different from actual postpartum depression right right and and I just feel like especially you know um this month I, I post a picture of my 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 grandparents mm-hmm. and so you saw all those kids if you looked at um go to the help show um with our Instagram and also with Facebook the help show and you see like 21 children and one set of twins, which is Mary and Martha, which are my aunts. And so my mom comes from a really huge family. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing that I thought about was, did my grandmother have postpartum depression? I mean, just because of the number of births you had, at least one. one or maybe two. Multiple times or just once. But yeah, say it didn't deter her from continuing to be a, a wonderful mother. It sure didn't. <laughs> I think your grandfather had a lot to do with that as well. Yeah, yeah I think so too. Yeah. And so um, I'm excited for you guys to hear about with these great interviews that we had, you know. And so we're going to start um, with our first interview with... With Tiffany Wicks. So it's a two-part episode again this month just because we get such great interviews, guys. And we know you're listening, stamina. It's just it's not there. But it's okay. 
because I understand because your commute is only so long. Right. But we're going to talk with Tiffany Wick. She's an LPC of Push Counseling and also Nikki Carroll, who's a uh, licensed marriage and family therapist and counselor with Christian Works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hi, my name is Aaron Augustine. My Allstate agency is the Augustine Insurance Agency located in Addison, Texas. My favorite part about being an Allstate agency owner is caring for others, assisting people in growing, and establishing relationships with customers. I get involved in my local community by volunteering at Metrocrest Services, by assisting in the food pantry, and delivering meals to those in need. My staff and I are here to help you make smart decisions to protect what matters to you most. Come visit our agency at 3939 Beltline Road, Suite 275 in Adam. Hi, this is Nayetta. Hi, this is Tiffany. And you're listening to The Help, Help Show. Show. Thank you guys and welcome back. I am with Tiffany Wicks, not Tiffany Lindley. Well, I am with Tiffany Lindley, but anyway. <laughs> this is going to be a thing. Just, <laughs> just lock in. <laughs> I'm with Push Counseling. I'm in, I am in um, Addison, Texas. First of all, Tiffany Wicks, make sure. <laughs> this is beyond an honor and a pleasure to meet you. Um, I'm, we call it the TTT. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I and like we're just, I, I'm ready to get this interview going because the conversation we had on the phone, I don't want to like spo- be a spoiler, okay? <laughs> but it was like really good. She's like so amazing. She actually called um, called us while, while she was out of the country. And so I was honored with that because you have taken the time to reach back, you know, back with us while you're out of the country. And so thank you again. Um, and let's get this interview going. I'm I'm ready. You ready, Tiffany? I'm ready. I'm just... She's like, I'm waiting for you, girl. What do I do? Okay, so, Tiffany, Miss Wicks, tell me about, you know, your upbringing, your career. Like, how did you get to the point where you're at with push counseling? Yeah, so kind of a long journey. Um, So I was born and raised in this area, um, really more on the Fort Worth side. Um, but I went to Texas A&M, um, and, <laughs> um, I got my bachelor's in elementary education. Wow. So I was an elementary teacher for five years. Really? Um, and then I had a student my very first year of teaching and she, um, really needed, I honestly, she just needed a counselor. She needed an ear to hear and she wanted it to be me. And I had no idea what to do and how to say things the right way. And, um, so that actually really spurred me to become a counselor. Um, and so her story was, it was just, there was such a need there. And I had so many other students like that over the years that needed help, um, and needed that support and that love and that encouragement. And so, um, I went to grad school I was teaching and I went to SU for my master's in counseling awesome. mm-hmm. and um, at first I was like well I don't know what to do with myself like I don't know what to do um, but I became a school counselor I was a school counselor for three years um, I did elementary and middle so that was a cool experience wow. um, and then I worked at I worked at a domestic violence agency and kind of jumped that way it was a big jump but um, I through my school counseling experience, a lot of, I saw a lot of students who um, were victims of family violence, and mm-hmm. so that kind of spurred me to like do more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then actually, all of that while that was happening, I got married, had a baby, um, and was really struggling with prenatal and postpartum um, depression, anxiety. Um, I even had a touch of postpartum psychosis, and so mm-hmm. um, through that struggle and in my healing process. 
I really realized like I can use my skills and abilities and my license to give back because there's such a um, stigma of having a mental illness or having a mental health issue and then having a baby because right. everything is supposed to be roses and butterflies and you're supposed mm-hmm. to be so happy about it right. um, and that's just not always the case yeah. um, and that's okay but the point is to help others and like actually get the help that you need as a mom so that you can take care of the rest of your family right because if you're not taking care of how can you help someone else? absolutely so that's kind of how that long journey i've done kind of a a little bit of everything but um now i'm here and i'm just really passionate about women and passionate about helping them and supporting them i love that it's absolutely amazing so tell us about push counseling so, um, PUSH is relatively new. It started this year in January. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Um, and so I've actually had the really cool privilege of uh, meeting a lot of birth workers, and I'm a certified doula as well, and so I went through that um, process, and um, meeting different birth workers has kind of enabled me to like learn more about the birth world and understanding a little bit more of like the medical side of it and what goes on in our bodies as well as our brains and so that's been a really cool experience Mm -hmm. um to have push counseling around and know both sides of things and be able to support mamas but then i actually support birth workers as well so um i do secondary trauma counseling and um try and help support both sides so that everybody's well-rounded bringing those babies in with healthy moms and healthy people yeah pushing them into the world I like like that okay so so for our audience push is located within another co-working space um, called the nest which is so clever and I love it because it's so cute (laughs) um beautifully decorated very comforting very welcoming so I'm gonna let Tiffany tell us more about how the nest works and how you know you get get to a place where you have all of these different types of different aspects of birthing in one location yeah so dr courtney gowan actually owns this space um and it's located in addison like you said Mm -hmm. so but the cool thing about it is the nest is independent businesses coming together to really support um, women moms babies um so that they can feel well-rounded and holistic so um, Dr. Courtney Gowan is our chiropractor, um, with, along with her partner, Dr. Kayla, and so um, they're downstairs, and so they have their, their two rooms, and they do chiropractic care, and then we have a massage therapist, um, we have a birth photographer, mm-hmm. okay. and a new, newborn prof- photographer, um, so all in one. Um, then I share an office with a doula from Great Expectations, um, and then uh, there, um, we kind of just kind of all come together, and so, oh, and we also have a midwife as well. Okay. So, wow, the whole thing we got birth support, we have prenatal support, we have body support, all that good stuff. This is really yeah. good. And before we move to the next question, I did want you to help clarify for the audience too, because I know what a doula is, yes. the difference between oh, a yeah, midwife, yeah. Yeah. but you know, just making I was like, wait a minute, because I could imagine someone listening, like, uh, yeah, that all sounds cool. What's the difference between yes. a midwife <laughs> and a doula? Okay, okay, so that's actually a good, really, really good question. Just, I was like, yeah, I know that, but. <laughs> I explain it as the question. Yeah. So. so a doula is labor support, and they also have, give postpartum support for women. So okay. really it's all about the mama and um, how to support them during labor, like giving them comfort measures, um, helping them you know, uh, advocate for themselves because mm-hmm. doulas don't go – they're not a go-between, but they help you know, 
support the women so that they can advocate for themselves and what they want in birth and then they support their partners as well mm-hmm. um, and then postpartum sometimes they um, serve the mothers in whatever capacity they need so mm-hmm. whether that's nighttime support or if that's um, you know really supporting mom with breastfeeding and, lat- and latching like mm-hmm. maybe um, maybe it's sometimes that emotional support of mom just needs sleep so um, yeah. you know she's taking the baby for an hour or so or they're you know doing a little tidying or whatever and it's that well-rounded wow. support so that mom has what she needs um, to be successful and to be alert and awake and, and be there for her like baby and okay. yeah. so um, but a midwife is a little bit more medical so they do right. the, the actual medical evaluations they actually help deliver the baby right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do the labor process. So okay. yeah. Okay, so you can yeah. have both a doula and a midwife. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can yes. have it your way. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. Okay, thank you so much for yeah. that. Yeah, I'm, I'm really appreciating this. Like, it goes. It's so much you you have to do, in my opinion, what I'm mm-hmm. evaluating to become a mom. Mm-hmm. And this, it's like you have your own little team, like your own little, yeah. like you had your fashion designer, you got your massage therapist. <laughs> you, you have everything just to make them beautiful, 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 mentally, physically. You know, like, I like this. Yeah. So we were both of us trying to plan. Like, we gotta <laughs> figure this out. There's only one part missing, right? We gotta find one. The partner, right? The partner, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what are common issues and changes women can expect doing pregnancy, Tiffany? Um, there's so much. <laughs> there's so much. So, um, you know, our bodies go through changes. It's like all our organs are rearranging oh. and... You know, babies crushing our lungs and all that stuff. But, you know, beyond the physical, there are so many changes. There's, you know, worries and fears and anxiety about preparation. Is the nursery ready in time? Do I have everything I need? Do I, you know, um, am I going to be a good mom? Is this baby going to be okay? You know, on top of, you know, women have pre-existing conditions all the time. Yeah. So, you know, diabetes or maybe they have a history of depression already. Yeah. Um, you know, I experienced prenatal anxiety and depression because I have a history of it. And so mm-hmm. like that was something that, you know, women don't necessarily think of. Like I said, mm-hmm. people expect you to be roses and butterflies when you're pregnant mm-hmm. and when you're, you're glowing, you're right? Yeah. You could still be hurting on the inside. Yeah. Absolutely. And we put on this mask because no one's supposed to know that it just sometimes pregnancy isn't the most glorious experience for everybody um and so those worries and those fears and the anxiety they they build up if they're not treated the the way that they're supposed to be and and you know sometimes moms don't feel like they can take care of themselves because they're supposed to take care of everybody else um and so there's so much that happens during pregnancy yeah yeah okay and so i mean even after birth is has occurred because again that is a yeah for lack of a better word it's a, it's a little t trauma maybe yeah. or it could be a big yeah. t trauma just depends mm-hmm. on how the birthing process happens mm-hmm. but um behaviorally and then once we get closer to more like mental health diagnosis what are some changes that we can expect in just yeah uh, mother's behavior and then also you know her mental health status yeah, yeah. absolutely so you know our hormones change and our bodies change all over again after you have a baby and mm-hmm. so you know you're now trying to breastfeed a child or bottle feed a child or go through that kind of like change on top of the fact that you're no longer pregnant anymore and a lot of people don't talk about that part so Mm -hmm. there's a this loss of 
well, I'm pregnant and that like exciting feeling that there's something growing inside of me. Now nothing's growing inside of me, but I'm holding a baby in my arms and I have no idea what to do. And so, um, you know, there's something called baby blues. And so that those last a few days, maybe a couple weeks or so, they're touch and go. Like they're not, um, they're not severe depression, but anything that lasts a couple of weeks to three weeks and it's prolonging, mm-hmm. um, whether you feel like you're hopeless or maybe you feel like you just can't do this anymore. And you're, um, sometimes that sleep deprivation comes in and then it breeds like that um, depression of, I don't want to be a mom. I don't want this baby. Maybe you disconnect that loss of attachment. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those symptoms happen. And then moms panic because then they feel like, okay, well, I'm like the worst mom in the world, but right. then it's really hard because now you're dealing with anxiety and depression. You don't know how to get it treated. And then there's this guilt of, I just have to be okay. And so we're spinning on that hamster wheel, trying to be okay, mm-hmm. trying to work it out and, and figure it out for ourselves and just do more, or hold baby more, or breastfeed more, or whatever. And, right. and it just gets very difficult. So, um, you know, really understanding what is going on in your body and how you're feeling. There's a difference between exhaustion and then depression Depression. or psychosis or um, anxiety. If you feel those feelings of wanting to hurt your baby or Mm -hmm. wanting to hurt yourself or just not wanting to be like there anymore or completely detaching of, I don't care if baby cries, I don't care Mm -hmm. if she's hungry, I don't care if he's, you know, needs a diaper change. Those feelings, they're very real Mm -hmm. and they're very, you know, in the moment, it's okay to feel not okay mm-hmm. as long as you know you're not okay. Right. And you know that you need something, like you have to do something about it. The denial is what makes it makes it worse. Yes, yeah. and the guilt. And the, the, yeah. the yeah. shame like of... Yeah. Yeah. Being shameful that I'm not who I'm supposed to be exactly. in this moment. Right. Um, and the truth is, none of us get it right the first time. Oh, yeah. like, we don't get it... I'm still not getting it right. My child's a toddler. I mean... We're, it's a constant work in progress and motherhood is unpredictable and yeah. parenthood is, un, you know, unpredictable. And so, you know, giving yourself some grace is, and some leeway for that is so important. Thank you for that. When a mother is, or a mother, they're going through these type of, um, these emotions, what are some treatments and, um, and therapies that can support the recovery from mental condition? For a mother, you know, when you are depressed, like, yeah, what do you, what are your treatments? Accepted it yeah. now, but now you have to do something. Yeah. yeah. So I personally um, use cognitive behavioral therapy. Okay. Um, so a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy is rooted in the fact that you know that thought change can lead to a behavior change. Okay. And so you know, creating uh, different negative, like changing those negative thought patterns and changing those core beliefs of those messages that you've received, whether it's I'm not good enough, or I'm too scared, or, um, you know, I fear rejection, or I fear failure, whatever those core beliefs are, and changing those negative thought patterns surrounding those beliefs, and then that changes that behavior, that changes really your health, and Mm -hmm. um, your physical and mental health, because then you have a new perspective, and you have a new, um, you know, pattern of living, new habits, new thought processes, so... Um, so that's, you know, that's one. There's many out there. Right. Um, but really the idea of taking care of yourself and taking that first step. And you talked about the denial, like mm-hmm. really just admitting like I'm not okay. 
Mm-hmm. And that's the hardest thing, especially as a mom. Um, I went eight months before I admitted that I wasn't okay. <laughs> and it was, yeah, and it got to a dangerous place. And, you know, to the point where you know, I see moms who they sit on my couch and I really want to tell them, like, I'm so proud of you for saying you're not okay and you're here. Right. Because there are thousands of women out there who are now suffering with this because they just don't know mm-hmm. that it's okay to not be okay sometimes. Right. Something that I that I I always uh, my mother my grandmother I can remember um, I was an aunt very young so I watched my sister you know she did not enjoy pregnancy she had twins uh, paternal twins and I just remember um, just like being just like trying to be close to her like trying to be quiet just, I could yeah. tell that she was very uncomfortable. And my mom was, um, you know, right after she was born, I mean, the kids were born, she was there like a month. And I was right. upset because it's my mom. Hello, <laughs> where are you going? But, you know, we, we stayed with her. And when I was older, I was like, Mom, why did you do that? Like, why did you go stay with her? She's like, that's what we do. And, mm-hmm. you know, in our family, you know, that to keep the baby blues yeah. from yeah. coming is that we, we surround each other, we help each other. Right. And I feel like that's something that's kind of been lost in the culture. Yeah. Most definitely. Is that, yeah. the you know, your little village isn't there to support mom. It's just like, all right, baby shower. Mm-hmm. Oh, some mm-hmm. baby to the hospital. Bye. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> Pretty exactly. much, yeah. And then maybe a text while you're sleeping, you know. Yeah. How's the baby? Because you see some pictures on, the, on, you know, Instagram. And then right. yeah. we have this pressure to have this beautiful image. And just nobody's seeing the, the real reality. Right. But, um, but yeah, so I like that you're saying, like, the pride that you take in your clients for saying, I'm not okay. Yeah. Right. And because there was a time where, but even when, you know, mom and grandma were there, like, was anybody really saying yeah. that they weren't okay? They just kind of worked through it. Right. So And now we're the opposite. Right. The people feel like they're bothering the mom or, right. like, they're going to, you know, not do it the way that they want to do it. And so then they just, like, shy away from it. And, and then there's this, like, oh, well, I don't want to, like, parent for her. I don't want to do it for her or, like, right. make her feel like I'm stepping on toes. But sometimes asking right. is so important. It could save a mom months of pain and silence. Right. And, you know, just saying, are you okay? Or let me take baby. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes just being very present and being aware is that support of, like, what her physical appearance is. Like, what she needs right now. Like, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we feel better when we just, like, take a hot shower and, like, relax and sit on the couch. Like, then, you know, support her and take baby or, you know, or support her and just talk to her. That was something that, you know, moms don't get a lot is, like, everybody comes in and holds the baby. And they're like, oh, how are you doing? This is so great. She's so beautiful. He's so wonderful. But talk to her. Like, have a normal conversation. Maybe person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember when, when a girlfriend of mine, she had her, went to high school together. She had her first daughter. And I'm and I was like, so when, when you go into labor, you call me. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, girl, I got you. I got your lipstick. Okay? I got your yeah. lip chap, girl. <laughs> I got your blush. Yeah. I got your girl. Okay? <laughs> got the mascara we got this comb and brush like you are presenting a life you are bringing life and so we want you to be life looking when when your daughter when your daughter daughter sees you but you know after she had her child I continue like are you okay like it's like oh I'm gonna do this for the baby I'm gonna do this for my husband I'm breastfeeding I'm doing this I'm doing I'm like chill out are you okay? Do yeah. you need me to bring you something? Yeah. And so I always, when I do give, usually give gifts to people for baby showers, mm-hmm. I always bring 
for the baby and for the mother mm-hmm. for both yeah you know because just as the baby's being born i think the mother needs to be celebrated as well absolutely you're a good support but that that's that's a that's great advice though is that you know we have to remind ourselves mm-hmm. you know as women as people yeah you know we have all these different roles but at the end of the day we're still yeah. the person we are at the you know, at our core. So yeah. thank you for that. Um, so, you know, okay, you made it through the first couple of years, you know, you got this mothering thing down. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, what can mothers do to make mental health a priority throughout their lives? So yeah. you're a young mom, but still you're a counselor, you're a little foresight <laughs> yes, as, yes. as therapists. So what can yeah. what can we do as uh, future mothers and mothers to yeah. make mental health a priority yes. as we raise new people and develop new people? Yeah, absolutely. So I preach self-care like daily. She um, goes too. Yeah, so uh, I'm a big believer in self-care, no matter how small or how big. <laughs> um, but yeah, no matter how small or how big. And so, you know, sometimes mental health doesn't have to be sitting on a couch and talking to a therapist, but it can really just be doing something for yourself yes. that will help you improve your day. Mm-hmm. You have a tough day or you're going to work or your baby's upset, it doesn't even matter if you have a tough day. Maybe you just need a little boost to get a little higher. You know, mm-hmm. like you go from good to great, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, have a, you know, take a, a pedicure or take a bath or have a glass of wine or, mm-hmm. um, you know, do something that makes you a little bit happy for you. Mm-hmm. And it's no one else, you know, Maybe even spending time with your family makes you happy, but sometimes having that little private time of, I'm going to do something for me, guilt-free, like, it's not a selfish act. It Mm -hmm. is, like you said, if we don't take care of ourselves, then how can we, you know, take care of other people? And if you have nothing in your emotional reserve, then you're literally just pouring from empty to empty glass to somebody else, too. So that's not, you know, that's not how we want to live our lives, but often especially women, um, mm-hmm. including mothers, but just women in general are givers of everything we have and yes. we do all and we be all and we are like stretched so thin and we're continually going, but t- taking the time to stop and say, you know what, I need an hour or mm-hmm. I need five minutes um, or I just need people around mm-hmm. me that aren't my work or you know, <laughs> right, um, right. Or, or aren't requiring me to change a diaper or requiring <laughs> like me to feed them right then you know um, and that's okay that's hey. it's something for you but it improves your mental health throughout the rest of your life yes. um, I love the simplicity in that yes. because at, when I'm working with kids it's like I get more excited because I'm like these things are so simple so they can do this mm-hmm. it's with adults <laughs> that you kind of feel like okay do I have to make this more complex because it's really not that like, hard it's yeah. just getting the mindset to where it again the guilt's gone the shame's right. gone and yeah it's okay for me to just have that bowl of ice cream yeah, yeah. okay and two the bowls. first few times in the mom is hard <laughs> <laughs> you have two bowls of ice cream <laughs> I can she had two bowls of ice cream she's like oh maybe not in front of me huh? <laughs> yeah like I'm not to be ashamed I'm yeah. like, oh, no, like five year old give her I want people to know how can people because right now I just want to lay on the couch and give me a session like five girls on the couch. I can find as a friend and her therapist. So, 
It's okay. Again, tip you can actually. I'm a therapist from your friend. That's good deal. Y'all heard that. It was right. So how can people find your organization? Like, this is an amazing place. So if I was, you know, pregnant or after I, with a child and, and, you know, I just, I need a massage, I need therapy, I, I just need the works, okay? Yeah. Tell me where can I go? So the Nest is located in Addison, we're 4811 Broadway Street. Um, but if you need anything, um, the Nest actually has a Facebook page, so it's the Nest Addison. I have a Facebook page, it's Push Prenatal and Postpartum Counseling. Um, I have a website, pushpostpartum.com. So there's a billion ways to find me. I have an Instagram, push counseling. Um, so hey, man, branding. You can't yeah, find me, right? Like you got <laughs> If you just Google it, like you can find me somewhere. So, um, but yeah, and then um, call me, email me, um, Facebook me, whatever that might be. But I offer in face-to-face counseling, and I also offer online counseling. Awesome. Oh wow! Um, okay. So my purpose in that is. Sometimes mom can't get out of the house. Sometimes yes. baby's napping. You don't wake a sleeping baby. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> um, but that hour could be for them, and that hour could really just be to say, like, I just need to talk to somebody for an hour. And then right. when baby wakes up, like, I'm rejuvenated. I'm ready to go. Like, yeah, I've taken yes. care of myself, and now i got to take care of my kiddo. So. I like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Do we have any other questions? You know what? Besides, you know. Just being nosy. <laughs> no, I, you know, I haven't seen the baby, the baby yet. So I'm like looking at her, like, which one is our baby? <laughs> so some beautiful baby pictures yeah. in the office. No, but the photographer, I was like, yeah. no, they don't look. So no, she's she's got some red hair. So yeah, like, some red hair. <laughs> big smile. I'll, I'll pull up the baby picture. Okay, okay, good. Well, um, first of all, um, we're, while we're ending this, I want to say thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you for thank taking you. the time. I had such an amazing time. Tiffany, 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 Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> Did I not say it was going to be? I confused. I already But I want to say thank. We want to say thank you. Thank you guys for listening to the Help Show, and please stay tuned. Hi, Nikki. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Nyetta? I'm doing really great. First of all, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. We call it the TTT mm-hmm. here at the Help Show. Everybody, I want you guys to know that she is taking the time on Memorial Day weekend, okay? This is a big deal. <laughs> the interview <laughs> with us on with the Help Show. And so we're going to start this interview. I'm super excited um, to interview with you, Miss Nikki. And we're going to get this um, thing up and going and 20 minutes will be done. And so I'm, I'm first of all, I'm just excited and very grateful. A lot of gratitude with you taking the time. So first thing we want to know is we always want to know about our special guests. Tell us about yourself and your upbringing and career. Absolutely. Well, gosh, my name is Nikki Carroll, and I am a clinician. And I will tell you, it was a very interesting um, story as to how I became a clinician. Um, I was born, of course, in Florida, but I grew up in Texas, so I call Texas my home. I spent about 20 years in corporate America, and then I had this shift into the mental health profession. Um, It started just as simple as our pastor asked my husband and I to start a marriage ministry at church. We did that. And we did that for quite some time. We built that. And then he said, well, can you start a premarital ministry at church? And we said, well, absolutely, we can do that. But the more and more we just worked as lay people in ministry, there were some big issues that were kind of 
come into our door. And so right. my husband and I both said, you know, we're going to go back to school so we can get some some learning with the burning, quote unquote. We knew we had the heart, but we knew that these were some tough, tough issues. And, and people were starting to feel more comfortable actually sitting at our feet versus going to our, our pastor. And so I went back to school in my 40s, got a marriage and family therapy counseling master's degree, also got a professional counseling degree. Did this with my husband while we were building a family. Our family's built through adoption. Um, And we just shifted into this realm. So, you know, that's a little nugget about me, but I just enjoy what I do. um, And I am am so excited to be here. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, awesome. I, I love the fact that, you know, it didn't stop. It just kept going and you kept growing. And I love that you guys have done this together. This is really, really awesome. So tell our audience a little bit about your organization, Christian Work. Absolutely. Christian Works, you know, it's an amazing organization, Nayetta. Um, We provide individual counseling, and we also provide some really phenomenal support groups for children and their parents. We've got two locations in in Dallas and in Fort Worth. Our Fort Worth location is our newest location. And what I really love is that we wrap around families. So not only can you come and get individual marriage and family therapy counseling from that point of view, but we have these Uh amazing support groups because there's power in community. And sometimes people feel like they're out there all all alone. Uh And so we provide support groups. So GriefWorks, we have a free GriefWorks support groups for children's ages 5 through 18. So if they've experienced a loss, we want to walk alongside them. We have KidWorks, which is a free divorce support group um, for children ages 5 to 18. And divorce is tough, okay. as you know, and there's a lot of transition. Um, we have our Adoption Works and Post-Adoption Works support group. And our Adoption Works is a free, uh, is a full domestic adoption services agency. We have our Becoming Mom program, which I'll share a lot more with you a little bit later about that. And, and that's just free counseling and classes for pregnant women. And then we have CareWorks, which it supports okay. um, orphans, orphans in developing countries. So there is so much power in community, and I think that sometimes when we go through divorce or we go through grief or we go through, you know, even adopting, um, sometimes we feel like some of our struggles that we're the only ones feeling that way. So when we bring everyone together in community, you go, oh, my gosh, they feel the yeah. same way. Or, oh, my God, I didn't know. I thought it was just me. So that's what I love about Christian Counseling Works. It just is a full-service agency that just wraps around the community wraps around families, and we've been in existence since 1967 doing this great work here in the community. Oh, wow, 1967. Yeah. I love that. Most, wow. So, you know, I'm going to ask you, we're going to get back to this, how does becoming a mom program work? You know, I had to know this because this month is about Mother's Day, moms oh, and yeah. mental health and postpartum mm-hmm. depression, and, you know, this all coincides with, with one another. And so how mm-hmm. does you know, how does becoming a mom program work? You know, how does it work? I will say, let's just start at the beginning. So so let's just be real. Mommying is very hard. Being a parent is very hard. Um, And and being a new mom or being a new dad can be completely overwhelming. And so I know my personal philosophy is always just to give myself some grace. I do it every single day, and I just allow myself to be perfectly imperfect. So the beauty of what becoming mom is is that, you know, again, the power in community. When you start feeling a little overwhelmed with this whole parenting journey, whether you are just now starting out being a mom you have that support. So we have three specifically designed programs serving pregnant women, 
all with a common purpose of just really providing help and support during pregnancy and then following delivery. And that's what I think is so key. So after the baby has arrived, how do you still get that continuing support? So it's a free service. It's free of charge. And and our three programs really kind of, it's a three-pronged approach. You have individual counseling, there's parenting classes, and then there's also mentoring. And I think that in itself, there's power in mentoring because you can learn from maybe some more of those experienced parents, you know, and those parents are ready to walk alongside these new moms while providing a lot of important support and friendship. Um, So, you know, the Becoming Mom organization is amazing. Every single call that we get literally it's a different story. And so we want these women and fathers to, to realize they're not alone in the journey. Again, that's why I think Christian works is so amazing because, you know, they're, they're getting in there with real life issues. And I like how they offer those kind of programs. So Becoming Mom is a pretty special program um, that Christian Counseling Works has. Oh, wow. So, you know, man, I, like, I don't, you know, I don't have any children and, you know, I'm not a mom, but, when I do become a mom and do have to be children, I'm going to be in your phone. I'm going to be calling you. I want you to know that. I'm Absolutely. So what can mothers do to make their mental health a priority through their lives? Because, you know, like you said before, it is difficult being a mom. It is mm-hmm. difficult being a new mom. It's, it's difficult being an existing mom, <laughs> you know. Right. So what, can, <laughs> so what can mothers do to make their, you know, mental priority, you know, health priority through their lives? What What can they do? Oh, gosh, there's so many things. You know, first, I think it's important to educate um, our audience on what does sometimes everything that goes along with being a new mom. So we'll kind of talk about that. We always hear the joy, right? So when there's childbirth, a new mother, we always hear the narrative of, oh, my goodness, you know, I was in awe. You know, it's a joyful time. It's blissful time. But we also know that there's also some difficult times that sometimes come along with parenting and being a new mom. There's difficult feelings, and sometimes these feelings include sadness. So really understanding, okay, is this just a baby blues kind of thing that perhaps the Mm -hmm. moms experience, or is this something that needs a little bit more support? So when you kind of think about what does um, a a new mom probably go through or what does a new mom probably feel, it's a a plethora of feelings. can go anywhere from the joyful bliss to the sad and the and the crying bouts, and so really understanding, I think, what that looks for looks like, especially as we're women who are walking alongside our friends, because you may sometimes see new moms just showing that that face of oh everything's great, but really yeah. being able to understand, okay, honey, sister, girl, friend, you know, is <laughs> are you is are you really okay? And I yeah. think a lot of times it's giving women permission to be honest and vulnerable with their true feelings, right? Because right. a lot of times, sometimes there's that shame of, oh, my goodness, you just had a baby. It's the, the most best thing of your life. You should be so blessed, and, and it should be the, 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 the most joyful time. And so there's shame a lot of times because women don't want to say, gosh, I'm struggling. Gosh, I need right. help. Gosh, you know, I've got a lot of feelings and emotions that I don't know what to do with. And no one said that there was going to be the sadness and the crying and right. and. And, 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 and there's shame there. And so I think right. it's important, one, to understand how we need to kind of uh, make sure that we give safe places to our women and our friends to just be real, right, and vulnerable right, right. in that new mom. Right. I, I think that it is important to give um, women a safe place, you know, because they give 
their safe place to the newborn, to their families. Mm-hmm. Now is the point where where is their safe place? And I think oh. you made a really great point saying that, Miss mm-hmm. Nikki, because I, you know, she has to be the mother, the friend, the sister, the wife. She has to be everything. And so I just feel like that that baby blues it it will happen because by then she's so burnt out. It's like she she spread herself so thin, and so on. Be able to express herself, how she's feeling, to be able to get assistance, to be able to get help, to relieve some of that stress. I think that's extremely important. Absolutely, and you know, around one in seven women, they will experience um, something a little bit more extreme. So we have the baby blues, and that may last a week or two, but then the extreme okay. part that goes into that. The, the struggle. Mm. I'm struggling with sadness. I'm struggling with anxiety. I'm struggling with worry. If it starts okay. to kind of prolong, that actually uh-huh. may lead into a postpartum depression. Sure. And so oh. then that's a whole nother kind of classification because now it actually goes into um, a depressive disorder. And so, oh, wow. you know, you'll start to kind of see, uh, you know, as a, as a clinician, you know, we'll have, when we're doing assessment, we'll have women kind of come and if they say, you know, I just can't sit I can't shake this baby blues. So then I start to ask questions and assess about, you know, what does this depressed mood look like? You know, has there been a loss of interest or pleasure? You know, is there a change in weight, appetite? Are you sleeping? Are you not sleeping? You know, what's right. your your energy level look like? Um, are, right. are there some, some cognitive maladaptive thinking? So that negative thinking that's kind of going along with that. And so that's right. when you really kind of start to think about, okay, I may need some support with that. And so, again, right. it's just giving women that safe place to say, this is how I'm feeling, and this is, is, is where I am at this season, and, and whether it's a quote-unquote good or quote-unquote bad feeling, it's my reality. And so I think of removing the shame and then going in and entering into, I need some additional support, and what does that support look like, which, you know, I'm happy to share that with you, but I think I really wanted to set the stage for, um, it, you know, women are not alone if they start to experience these, these moods, and, and it, it's interesting because we walk into our our grocery store and the woman that's shopping next to us could be depressed or, yes. you know, the woman mm-hmm. climbing corporate ladder could be depressed and struggling with that. You know, the Most woman who is singing in the choir could be struggling. And so I think it's just so important to educate folks on what, you know, this kind of depressive, depressive symptom looks like. Mm. And it's, it's mm. sometimes a mask. It may, you may not see it. And so that's the beauty of being able to, to know your friends and know, you know, your community and being able to kind of talk to your friend about that if you see a shift. You know, I, that is extremely important. I, you, you've been making so many great key points. Know your community, you know, um, know how to identify it. The, the question that you're asking, how long have you been feeling this way? You know, after two weeks, you know, it, it, it may become into a, a post, it might, you know, it comes into postpartum depression. And so I think that you explaining this to the audience, to me, this just, this is just the beginning of it, but this is just the beginning that can help 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 a woman, help a person, in period. Mm-hmm. The question I do have for you that I didn't ask, do, do men get postpartum depression? You know, that's an interesting question. I will say 
really what we know about postpartum depression is there's hormonal changes that follow childbirth. So if we say that, I would probably say there, there could be some, you know, new experiences I'm trying to juggle, but as far as the chemical imbalance that goes on in a woman's body, that I I know that from the diagnosis that women actually will struggle with this, Um, you know, especially if you have emotional stressors, um, if there's um, any change in social relationships, if you're raising additional child or if you have a child with special needs, um, if you have right. a family history of mental illness. So, but what we know is the core of it is a chemical imbalance that really happens after Correct. childbirth. So to kind of answer that question, I, I don't know that men can be diagnosed specifically with postpartum depression, but men can absolutely right. be diagnosed with depression, depression. Um, because I, yeah. of all those stressors, yeah. you know, absolutely. Right. That's, that's still kind of follow. Because the reason I ask you that, because, you know, sometimes when, when a woman becomes pregnant, then sometimes men, be, they get sick, <laughs> you know, like they're when they're pregnant, but, but then they're sick. <laughs> so that's why I was like, let me ask someone that has, you know, that this is specialty, because I don't know. And then I think I was like kind of viewing over a little article and it was saying that men can get depressed while their wives be, or their significant other mm-hmm. has postpartum depression. So I would just kind of see. I'm like, can they? I'm like, I know it's for woman hormones, but you know what? Doesn't hurt to ask. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, you know, the stressor of being a new father that can be so overwhelming that absolutely yeah. they can somehow feel like I, I need some support with this. So again, being able to understand what your feelings are because men can the same symptoms I said as far as you know losses, appetite, fatigue. I just can't seem to pull myself out of it. That's depression, you know, and right. that is from a numerous amount of stressors that can be just kind of coming on. And if a new child is adding to that stressor, a lot of times I like to educate folks on saying good things can still be stressors. So a new job, that's exciting, but there's still that stressor of, oh, my gosh, there's a transition. There's an onboarding. There's newness. You know, um, a baby, a child coming, that is absolutely a great positive thing happens, but there's a stressor with that. So understand that even though there's a lot of great things happening, you still may have some stressors and being able to put voice to that, especially if you start to feel overwhelmed. Oh, wow. Miss Nikki, I don't want to yell phone. <laughs> you know, this is the time for me, like, we have to let you enjoy your Memorial Day. But before I, you know, before we hang up, I need to know, I need the audience to know how can people find you in your organization, like your email, your phone number, your website, I don't know, smoke signals. Absolutely. Well, I will tell you, our Dallas location is, you can find us at 972-960-9981, and that's our Christian Works office. In our Fort Worth location, you can find us at 817-502-7789. And, of course, on the web, we've got a Facebook presence, a Twitter presence, an Instagram presence. Yeah. It's just christian-works.org. And so that's where they can find us. If they need some additional support or if they just want a consultation, we are here and we're so happy to walk alongside families and children as um, whatever stage of journey that they're in. I, you know, I love that. So, look, guys, even if you're not, you know, having children or pregnant, she still can help you. <laughs> you know, just because you're not having a baby or he's having a, you know, she still can help you in your mental, your mental um, journey. And so with that being said, I'm said, thank you, thank you, thank you for um, interviewing with the Help Show. This is Nikki. We appreciate your time. And every, everyone, please stay tuned. 
Thank you, Miss Nikki. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye bye. Today's podcast music is produced by Davion Abney Music. To get your very own custom beats, email him at DavionAbneyMusic at gmail.com. That's D A V I O N A B N E Y M U S I C at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Help Show. And remember to subscribe to the podcast. Please leave comments. We want to know what you think. This podcast is produced by Nayetta Reynolds, Tiffany Lindley, and Davion Abney. For more information and to donate, please visit our website at thehelpshow.org. Thank you for listening, and please stay tuned.